Hi, everyone. Welcome to Shrink Chat. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hey there. So today on the show, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a little Horror Facts with Kath. We um, have a buddy watch that we watched, a movie called Place Among the Dead. We're also going to open our <laughs> really late Christmas gifts. <laughs> They're delayed. They're delayed, but hey, why not? Because I have a feeling that some of them will be horror you think centric so we figured we'd share so that maybe you want to go out and buy some stuff and then after that we've got a handful of movies we've seen shit so many movies we could talk about so (laughs) that's the plan (laughs) so first off we're gonna do a little segment we like to call she was warming up you could hear her humming the song before she got there number one yes ma'am the main actor was arrested for marijuana possession during filming, which delayed shooting for a day. Wow. Does not really narrow it down. Not at all. <laughs> I start broad. <laughs> That's right. Number two. This movie was filmed in some of the same locations as The Walking Dead and was featured in 2007's Blacklist, a list of the most liked unmade scripts of the year. So it tells you it's post-2007. Thank you giving you a time i'm also familiar with blacklist <laughs> okay but i just i wanted to highlight the year i know okay number three <laughs> all of the blood effects were added digitally during post-production which drew criticism from mainstream viewers number four the script was originally a television pilot heavily revised to become a feature film And number five, the director was inspired to make this after watching Shaun of the Dead. Oh, sure. I don't know. The answer is Zombieland. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. I like those. Yeah, they're fun. We were just um, talking about horror comedies a little bit in the, in the last show. <laughs> I just wish everyone could have seen Shannon's face because you just look like, mm, yeah, we were there. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about horror comedies a little bit in our last um, show. We did. Uh, the vampire show. and uh, But I didn't mention the zombie one. Well, I did mention Shaun of the Dead because I love it. But I like zombie. I like the Zombieland movies. They're I mean, fun. they were fun. That's what they're supposed to be. I okay. didn't know it was a television written for television series, though. No, but that makes sense, yeah. right? Because you can see those characters. I kind of wish they would. I know. I mean, that would have worked, too. Mm-hmm. And maybe better. I have no idea, but it certainly went well. <laughs> it went well. Are you, she's impersonating an emoji that yeah. shrugs. Is that what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> I picked Glad up you on got that. that. Yeah. Hey, charades. See, there's some other games I'm better at. <laughs> we should do charades. No one can see it. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. <laughs> so for the radio podcast. No one land. will know how brilliant my poses are. Let's, <laughs> or not so much. You got that one. So we did a buddy watch of the 2020 movie called Place Among the Dead. The filmmaker is uh, Juliet Landau Mm -hmm. uh, from Miss Juliet Productions. Some people might know her as Drusilla from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. And also (sighs) Martin Landau's daughter. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... We, it was great because we were actually um, gifted 
the ability to attend an online screening of the movie and the Q and A. So we want to say that right up front. That was really fun. I mean, this is the world of I've attended several online screenings of movies this year. And it's, it's really odd, right? That this is yeah. how screenings are happening right now. Yeah, yeah there was always um, before in other awards seasons, there was always like the Amazon, Netflix, etc., where you'd get like a code and you could if you didn't have those services, you were basically gifted a membership to watch movies, etc. And they have these screening sites. Those have been up for several years where I'll get an email where it says you have access to something, you know, a few days before the general public and here's your code to access it. So that's kind of been in place for maybe the last five years or so. Mm -hmm. But now just even these Q&As and screenings all have to happen online right now, which is fascinating. Yeah. And I'm sorry, it's a place among the dead. Mm Mm-hmm. Not just place among the dead. I want to get the the name correct. Thank you very much. So the film is is about the repercussions of growing up under the sway of narcissism and evil. Juliet stars in the picture, which includes extended cameos by Gary Oldman, Ron Perlman, Robert Patrick, Lance Heinrichsen, Joss Whedon, and bestselling author Anne Rice appearing for the first time ever in a scripted movie. So this would be a genre-bending kind of thing mm-hmm. because it's uh, found footage mm-hmm. is one of the mm-hmm. pieces of it. So what was your experience like watching this? I think we're starting to see more... It's always interesting... Let me, let me just say this first. I think it's interesting... Mm-hmm to experience with someone their own personal experience of narcissistic abuse. We've talked about vampires in that way on the show before as being, you know, the manifestation of narcissism in, in a, within a mythological, mythological creature. And so this film really kind of combines horror and that mythology with, um, in the parallel of narcissistic abuse. And mm-hmm. I appreciate that. We we've talked about that with uh, the invisible man. When we had the episode on the invisible man, if people haven't listened to that, that episode a while back is parallel to this, just told very differently. Like Shan was saying, this is more of like a found footage. So there are some things that popped up for me that I just really stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. I work with a lot of survivors of this sort of abuse and I have my own experience with it. So um, you know, they talk about evil in this film in a very different way. They, they're not talking about it from a, a spiritual place. And Gary Oldman, when he's talking about it, he says the definition of evil is it's any sort of destruction of beauty. Um, they go into talking about staying in one's prime and how, you know, postponing the inevitable, which we talk about narcissism in that way, the, the fear of aging, the fear of losing their vanity. But some of the things that I, th- I think that stuck out to me that really I appreciated was more the reflection from her character. Um, mm-hmm. When she starts to realize that even though she has done work and she's in a healthy relationship and um, she's moving on in her life, that this metaphorical or proverbial or literal vampire or chaos follows us. Um, and she says, there's a line that says the chaos reared its head again. The door to evil is always open. It's whether we choose to go toward it. So the idea that 
we will come out of this and we will learn, but we, there's always going to be that place where it comes back and it haunts us. And do we fuck up everything that's healthy? Um, or are we really willing to leave that behind? And I certainly see that with a lot of my clients who are in early stages of, of whether it was a parent mm-hmm. who was narcissistic or a, a partner mm-hmm. or a friend that, that it's, it, that looming piece of, but when it approaches again, will I be strong enough to walk away? And I think that part really hit me. Um, so, uh, yeah, who am I willing to leave behind? Um, when you walk away, your life will bloom, that kind of stuff. But then how we, we, we really can get stuck in that, but that's familiar. And that was exciting. And yeah. And addictive. And the part where she's like locked in that room, you know, and, and I'm so sorry I'm here again. Yeah, it's um, I I relate to that what you're saying about because and I I've experienced it myself, but I also talk with clients quite a bit who are going back and forth, right? And sometimes they'll I can tell that they feel as if I will be as judgmental as their friends and family. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I went. You know, they won't want to tell me that they're back with the person, or that they had sex with the person again, or that they went out on a date with the person. And and I'm sort of of the mind of, you know, this is this is. A, I'll I'll amplify what progress they have made and how they acted differently, or you know, work with them around that. And then it's like, listen, until you want to be. Until you're in a place where you can be free of this, you won't be free of this. Right. And until then, we're going to concentrate on what you are doing well and and how to get to the next piece of this puzzle, if mm-hmm. that's the way it goes. Right. I try not to just use that's any right. kind of language around mm-hmm. outcomes. No, you know? I mean, it's. I think it's it's really important to say, no matter how this ends up for you, and whatever decision you end up making, mm-hmm. what are you conscious of along the way? And, and like you said, what have you learned? And yeah. even if you stay with this person, yeah. are you are there boundaries? Are you managing Absolutely. your expectations? Things like that. So the language we use, because it's true. I mean, it's these are our hard patterns. I, I can't remember if it was um, during the Q and A or, or during when we were listening to the. So Romani Dravasla, who's awesome and a great colleague of mine, she was the one of the psychologists on the panel afterwards, I think it was her that said, um, you know, these voices of our parents inform adult choices if we don't break these agreements. So we really, they really go back and talk about just like the root of where we even make these agreements mm-hmm. that this is enough or this is what we're all we're worth. Yeah. That can be hard to break. Absolutely. I thought I, one of the things I'm, we're going to talk more about this movie probably in the coming topics. And we're actually, you know, spoiler, we're actually really hopeful to have Juliet on the show. So um, it's not for sure yet, but we're crossing our fingers. I'm even crossing my fingers right now (laughs) (laughs) of having Juliet and Deverell Weeks, who are, they both wrote this and then Juliet directed it and starred in it. And then all the other people that we mentioned, um, we're really hopeful to have her on the show um, with Deverell. And so setting that aside, however, one of the things that I really enjoyed was the metaphor of it all Mm -hmm. because in in this in this project, 
there's poetry, there's her own personal story, there's the found footage aspect where there's a uh, fictional story that they're looping through. And for me, that fictional story was heavily metaphoric. And so what you mentioned was there's a big part in it where she gets trapped in a room. It's sort of the climax of the story. Mm -hmm. And that was just such a beautiful and... um, it's just a a profound metaphor for what it feels like to be in a relationship with a narcissist and the way that's acted and the way they wrote that. Isn't there a um, scene where he opens the door too and he leaves it open and she's still in there? Yeah. 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 And just sort of that idea of like, you can stay trapped in a box or you can go towards. Yeah. Even if you have the key. Them. Yeah. Or out. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, I I really enjoy the metaphor and the beauty of that. And I also know that one of the reasons why they wanted to make it is because they want to allow people to explore, um, unsafe or radical ideas. And this, that was, that's a quote from what they were saying is that, you know, being able to explore being under the sway of narcissism and they use the word evil is, uh, something that we don't always discuss. And also that, that episode we did on the invisible man was our, one of our contributions to that conversation. And that movie was a contribution to the conversation, except it was just done in a much more traditional, you know, box office kind of way. (laughs) So it's very different. The last thing I'll say is, um, yeah, one of the characters in the film they use, uh, to really, I think, amplify the idea that in this movie, they're using the word vampire, but how much we sensationalize narcissism. There's a there's a part where Juliet's character is talking to this woman, and she says, I would love to be taken by a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, narcissists are very seductive and very exciting. So, you know, anyone who talks about their personal experience with narcissists you know, the best sex. Yeah. I mean, well, here's the thing. And you, you alluded to it, I think in our vampire episode this past week is that, you know, there isn't anything more seductive than the, the few moments that a narcissist pays ultimate and 100% attention to you Mm -hmm. because they fixate. Mm -hmm. And so there's a fixation that happens and that's incredibly seductive. Now, Here's the thing is that when that when that feeling is put towards something else, you feel abandoned mm-hmm. and empty because of that. And it will know, always go to something. Or and it will always else. go to something. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Because no one can tolerate. No one can be that fixated all the time anyway. No. Nope. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So really, it was really fun. I really enjoyed watching it and I enjoyed their Q&A and mm-hmm. I'm very hopeful that we can have more yeah, discussion with them. That would too. be super fun. I really want to pick her brain a lot on just yeah the influence and uh, how this came to be. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Exciting. Hopeful, hopeful, crossing fingers. Um, and moving on, I believe we have some uh, very tardy gifts. Christmas gifts with <laughs> I think, um, uh, so... Grab the red bag out of the top of there because that'll be kind of quick. You can just pour that out on the floor if you want. <laughs> what What did you get? Oh, more <laughs> built bars. What is this? So here's the thing. Those are, I don't know if they're vegan. but Max Mallow. But they're Max ke- Taste Zero Guilt Classic Vanilla. Okay, these are staying here. Yeah, they're keto and all that other Those crap. delish. But I've heard they're really good for... 
peeps. Moon cheese. Get pepper jacked. It's perfect. You're just restocking my snack drawer. This is perfect. <laughs> let me let's see it. Yeah, big bag of. And then is this is this because you want me to make you chocolate chip cookies? Those are like the healthy chocolate chips that, that I use. I put those in my yogurt. Or like trail mix. Yeah, I put them in, I put I get my yogurt, my Greek yogurt, and I put um granola and those in there. And it's lovely. They're like sugar free or whatever, but they actually taste good. They're lilies for those of you who give a shit. I'm very excited about these built bars. So I have all these boxes of built bars and I got Kathy some for Halloween, oh, but the- now she only has one flavor. <gasps> and so I finished them already. I oh my God. <laughs> So I just gave her That's a why I'm smattering. Super excited, and they're all new flavors. Yeah, I gave her a smattering of the different flavors oh. I have. So, yay! All right, so that's that. So uh, for you, yeah, like, there's a really little tiny one. I want you to open first, not one? that one. Nope, oh. it's taped to the top of that one. Oh, okay. That's just a. That's just oh, a, a little something. Oh, and the something. paper is dogs. It's literally green Christmas paper, and all of the figures are dogs and cats. Or maybe just dogs. I'll leave a couple bars here. Yeah, she's like, I'm taking those with me. This other shit can stay here, but those bars are coming. I'm going to keep a couple here. So I'm opening this small little gift here. <laughs> it's a pin. It's a hatchet. I love that. It's the shining. I'm. I'm. So what I'm looking at is a pin that you can wear on your lapel, a little metal pin, and it's literally the hatchet. From The Shining. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Every time we go to Disneyland, Shannon collects the pins. I do. I yeah. collect pins. I'm such a goober. And so it looks like it. this is from, in case you're interested, Re, Rihanna, whoa, RihannaMakerDesigns.co.uk. There's also uh, the company that I go to, too, where I can't remember if it was, that's where I got this one, but CreepyCo.com is another really good one, too. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Um, go for it. Anything? Pick anything. They're not wrapped inside the thing for ease. Some cert- some shirts. <clears throat> I see some shirts. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> every, so every time we record, I wear a different horror shirt. Mm-hmm. So she's just added to my collection. Yeah, describe for the um, people. So this says, I'm fine. And there's like a massive blood shark bite <laughs> on the, this is great. <laughs> I love this because this, fe- I mean, sometimes this feels like my week. I know. I'm just saying, I think I'm it's fine. like, it's wonderful because it's yeah, like, awesome. I'm fine, but it looks like something's taking a big bloody gouge out of the side of her. Stop petting my peeves. <laughs> and then that's what the other shirt says. That's great. Which felt like animals, but also just don't fuck with me. Well, and I have a lot of pet peeves. Yeah. So yeah. I felt it was in line with things going on for you. What's this? More green paper. And this looks like maybe a game. (laughs) I saw this online. So this is a a horror trivia, a trivia game of Twisted Terror. So I'll be studying up. We might have to play a couple of those out in here. I think some are easy, but some in there, you know, it's just my, every once in a while, we might just pull one from the stack. I think that'd be great. Or I won't share and I'll just study. That's the, you can do that. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Yeah. We could do whatever you want. <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you. What you got there? What's going on there? Oh, look, you got a game too. Don't get stabbed. <laughs> the game where you get to kill your family and friends for pretend. 
Oh, we're playing this. Yeah, I know. It kind of looks like explosive kittens. Like the same, um, the player is the killer. The rest are victims. So three to five players. Can we might have to pull some peeps in yeah, for this? Yeah, I have no idea the what's The killer wins on. by killing all the victims. The victims win by escaping. This is so incredibly morbid and amazing. <laughs> well, you have a shirt that has a bloody stab oh my God. wound on it. And I got a shining gift too. You did. Shining socks. You got socks. Is it the girls? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, no, it says red rum. No, it just says red rum Oh, on that's your feet. awesome. <laughs> They're black and red. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Super fun. Horror gifts. Um, all right, I'm gonna lash yeah, just, into this. Just, I'm gonna slice one. into this one. Yeah, it looks like oh my, oh some kind of maybe it's a blanket. But you gotta open it up. Uh, I'm working on it. This is the problem with doing this live. We're doing it live. Um, it looks like creep show. Right. Oh my god, it's like a okay. So it's a a binky. Like the old. Like VHS, a VHS, like a VHS tape though of the Creep Show. Oh my God, that's so cool, and it's soft. Yeah, it's soft. Do you like the horror stamp on it at the top, like the old VHS. Oh my God, and it's got the <clears throat> old. So it's an old VHS art of Creep Show, and it just looks like the VHS cover. So it's got the little green like blockbuster horror stamp for the genre that they used to put on there. So now, if you get cold in here, you can just wrap it right around you. You got oh the Crypt God. Keeper. And it's super soft yeah. and wonderful. Thank you. So that's a creepy co. So if you guys want oh, okay. like um, creepy, the creepy co. co is some great. That's where I got this shirt and my jacket and all that. Yeah, great. Okay, and one more. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> it is a shining. Okay, it's the it's a cutting board. With for the, the kitchen. For the kitchen with the two girls from, from The, the Shining. Shining. Yeah. That's amazing. Isn't it crazy how they make horror for every part of your house now? Yeah, they totally do. Like, and you have I mean, a blanket, I have a cutting board. Yeah, I mean, I think um, that's, that's so the, cool. That's kind of the gift why we're li- kind of late. <laughs> yeah, you're waiting on you it. You know, when you buy things from Etsy or whatever, it's... Uh, God, that's awesome. It's always a thing. Do you know they're both very, like, successful, intelligent... The, the twins? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, so now you can cut up your bloody tomatoes on, <laughs> on the, the girls, the twins from <laughs> The Shining. I Yay! It. I love it. I love it. I love it. Halloween all and, year and long. And my snack drawers. Did restart. you see my zombie that I got? I for, did. For yeah. Christmas, I got a zombie. Post him. I'll take Ted. a picture of him. And um, he lights up green. So twenty four seven, there's little green lights that are on him. So in the dark, he's green. So from down the hallway. You know, if you're wandering down the hallway, you see him on the table, and he's just lit up. And That's green. awesome. And now I see he's got. You've got the Parmesan crisps right, right behind, behind him. him. So yeah, let's put him with <laughs> Sally too. Hang on. So she's while she's taking a picture. Um, yay! Thank you for my gifts. Yeah, I love that. Or is always always a good gift. Yeah. And apparently it's going to be our gifts forever now. Yeah. Well, we're, I have, we're locked in horror. And I found so many good companies. I think <laughs> I bought that blanket for you back in September or something. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> Too bad there isn't a gift every month. We, <laughs> I mean, we could reasons. do that. We could do that. And then under the guise of the show. <laughs> like, we want to expose you to new gifts. So we're just going to keep giving each other horror gifts. <laughs> as a way to tell the audience what you should buy. Just kidding. Okay. All right. So. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. I love that shirt. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit too big for you, but, no, but I, I like figured you could chop bit, it up. And I like it a little bigger too. I like well, and sometimes you just want to hang out with That's a bigger right. shirt, right? I mean, you're not all. Right. 
going out to the store. Right. Right. So let's talk some more movies, huh? Hmm? Hmm? Okay. Yeah. So I'll start. I watched The Perfect Host. Mm. It's so good. 2010. It's the guy from Frasier. Oh, I was just <laughs> watching Cheers last night. How funny. <laughs> and David I Cruz. randomly just watched it. And then I kind of mentioned to some people that I had watched it. And they're like, oh, that one's so good. So comedy, crime, thriller. Um, the reason why I'm talking about it is because we often discuss sort of killer, slasher, type of things like Joker or seven or whatever in the horror, like it's in our wheelhouse. <laughs> it's not considered a horror film, right? but it's totally in our, I mean, crime thriller slashing, you know, there's killing. So it, it, it works. An on the run convict looking for temporary cover finds it at the house of a very colorful character. And that colorful, colorful character is David Hyde Pierce from, Oh, yeah, from Frasier. And it's really good. He's, so he just, like, takes over someone's house? Uh, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> I really think you should watch it. It was a lot of fun. I put think it, you would really like I'll it. I'll put it on so, my list with uh, the Lederhosen zombies. Oh, my God. So much fun. Speaking of horror comedies, that was so much fun. Zombies are just fun. Okay, so The Perfect Host, I watched, and I do recommend it, and so do several other people that I actually spoke to. Um, what about you? I watched mm-hmm. um, one that I was anticipating I finally saw, which was um, Girl. Okay. With Bella Thorne and, um, what's his name, Mickey Rourke. So the new this, one, right? This is a reve- Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a revenge-ish fantasy um it it gets like decent ratings on certain like a thriller right yeah so she basically comes back to the small town she returns her hometown to exact revenge on her abusive father she soon finds herself prey to a sinister sheriff when she uncovers a family legacy more disturbing than she'd imagined so that it takes a couple twists and turns bella thorne in these roles i like her Mm. when she tries to play the poppy celebrity Disney, it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't work for me because I think she does have a, an edge. She probably likes that. She's probably trying to get away from the. Yeah. She does have an edge. I think her performance was really good and I don't always love her performances, but I thought it was really good in this. And Mickey Rourke just looks, not only is, does he look creepy as hell cause he's had way too much plastic surgery. He just plays an excellent villain. Great. No, and he does. There's a lot of twists and turns. Chad Faust um, is awesome in this and he's mm. like total sociopath, <laughs> but she's, she's trying to figure out her, her roots. Um, yeah. And she believes that her, based on what her mother told her that her father was very abusive Mm. and I won't give anything away, but she goes back to the town and all of these secrets start to pop up and she doesn't suspect anyone even knows who she is. And that is not the truth. And she's like being hunted for a reason you find out if you watch the movie, a lot of action, lots of like girl power moments, you know, (laughs) she, when she's young, her dad teaches her how to throw a hatchet. So like imagine what she's able yeah. to do with that, right? right. In this. Um I it's it's it was entertaining enough that I would say, you know, some people gave it like three out of five stars. So 
I would say I would probably give it like three and a half or four, but I think it's worth watching if you like that kind of revenge, especially like a strong female lead. Yeah. Um, it, it was good. Yeah. I mean, I give three out of five stars all the time on yeah. Letterboxd. Still a because decent movie. To me, for me, and everybody has different criteria. So it's like, for me, three out of five is a solid movie. Like that was a solid movie. I like that. Four stars is like, I want to watch it again. Right. So, you know. Uh, will I end up watching something else again? Sometimes because <laughs> right. I'll go with the crowd, but um, yeah, no, I mean, three out of five is pretty good. Everybody has a different way to look at that, but that looks good. I will add that to my list. Okay. Um, I also watched the black coats daughter, the black coats mm-hmm. daughter. Okay. 2015 Canadian American supernatural psychological horror film. Uh, it stars Emma Roberts, and some other peeps, but she's really good in it. Um, I like her. Yeah, I Sometimes like her too. I like, can't stand her, but only because she's playing the role well. Yeah, right. Yeah, because the role is like some bitch, mm-hmm. <laughs> some horrible person. And and these and she plays like over the top roles that are supposed to be over the top, and she just captures it right. And you want to hate her, but she's really good at it. Yeah. yeah, love to hate that yeah. that expression. So this is um, over their winter break, two Catholic schoolgirls get left behind at their boarding school at which the nuns are rumored to be Satanists. So this has got that possession Satan vibe to it, mm-hmm. which, you know, I like that trope or that genre of horror. Um I enjoyed this. It's it's uh, slow and thoughtful, like a lot of possession, demon, Satan movies are. Okay. Like that's part, I feel like at this point I could say that that's often part of the genre, where if you're going to be dealing with Satan, you will, and demons and possession, that it's a slow burn often. Um, and this is, so it's very atmospheric, okay. but. Uh, stuff happens and it's a good, it's a good solid three out of five. If we're going with good solid movies, some people like it a lot more than that. Um, I enjoyed it. Like I would watch it again. In fact, I would enjoy watching it again because I would probably pick up on some things that I'm a little lost on now. Okay. But um, I also watched Mandy. So in that I've heard world, that's really good. I've seen it a couple times now. Um, I've heard multiple people talk about this movie. Yeah. So, I was able to watch it with some friends from the Discord. What we did was, I've seen Mandy before, but for uh, Legion M, those of you who might be familiar with Legion M, they're a very famous uh, production company that's known for, like, you can give them money and buy into them. So, like, you and I, and I've done this, like, you and I could take $100 and buy into Legion M, and then you're part of the Legion, and you have votes on what movies get made and how they're funded and stuff. That's sort of their vibe. So it, it's fun. it's a fun thing, and it's a great thing because it's, like, it's making crowdsourced into a literal company mm-hmm. that these people run. And I've interacted with them at Sundance before. They always have a party there. Um, and I'm really sad that Sundance is happening all online this year, but I'm also ha- happy that they're continuing on and that Sundance still exists. Um, but yes, it will be on all online this year anyway. So for new year's Eve, Legion M actually had a party, a virtual party. And myself, 
um, Ice and Snake, and there might have been a couple of others, uh, bought tickets to the Legion M digital party. So what it was was is a screening of Mandy with commentary from the Cheddar Goblin, <laughs> who's a comedian with a puppet that's the Cheddar Goblin. And I think it's the guy from the last podcast on the left, which is a famous podcast if you don't listen to them. Lots of our listeners probably already know them. but And so the commentary was that. So it's like mystery science theater style, you know, with the Cheddar Goblin yeah. saying shitty things yeah, on the side while you're watching Mandy, which was fine because I'd seen Mandy before. Um, and Mandy is a dark and horrible <laughs> kind of mood. It's great. I love it. But it's it's a mood. It's dark. It's gross. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's Nick Cage in many ways. Like if I'm going to go top five Nick Cage and he's made like well over 100 movies. Yeah. That's Mandy's like, definitely yeah, going to be in there. I've heard that. But, you know, not a feel good movie at all. Yeah. Not funny. So it was that. And then it was this virtual party afterwards which was super fun and the next time i get to do it i'll know even more but it was literally like a video game only your friends and all these people were in there and it was really cool and it was this virtual world where you could walk up to you know you could use your keyboard and walk up to pictures and it would play you a trailer or there was this one room where we went in and like you can find your friends you all have avatars and if you wanted to you could have sound and video so there were people oh, wow. on their Zoom or whatever. We call it Zoom, but they were on their video with their mics and talking to each other and, and playing these quests and going in rooms. There was this one room where you could go in and we all sat in this what looked like a drive-in car. We got our little avatars into the car and watched a band. Um, there was another thing where you could walk up to, there was a quest going on. So you could get your quest instructions and then go tootle around everywhere. There was another area where you could walk your avatar into the dance floor and there was a live DJ on camera, like on camera, like on zoom or whatever, playing music and you could watch her and listen to the music and sit. And then there was a live band in another room. And then there were like, it was so fun. That's really fun. That, that, that interactive, the stuff that they've been able to do, you know, when COVID, when all all that stay at home started and you could do those tours through, through museums and things like that. I think it's really clever that it does help people escape. You know, a lot of people too, who are isolated at home without people, people who live alone, this sort of interaction, I think uh, I was watching, I don't want to digress too much, but I was watching some of the recap of 2020 and how due to these types of things and social media, it allowed people to still feel connected. I know we're all zoom fatigued and that is certainly not how I want to continue, but it was, uh, social media, TikTok, Instagram, these sorts of things mm-hmm. helped people feel like you were getting out a little bit. Well, a lot of people are like, Hey, listen, without the internet, yeah, it'd be the 1918 plague it, or whatever. It certainly we, would have been the not, Spanish flu. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and not knowing what was going on in the world and what, what was that? I mean, that would have been frightening, right? Yeah. So, so I, anyway, this was, uh, so Legion, M usually have parties in person. So, whereas some of the people on, in the party were talking about how like, oh, I miss you guys live. I wish we could be having this party like we normally do. You know, obviously you're missing that just like I'm missing in person Sundance. Um, I'm, I was actually 
you know, privileged enough to be given a spot to be a digital support to the Sundance Film Festival this year. And my understanding is that it's a pilot program and there's only like 60 of us or something, 60 or 100 or whatever the heck she told me. I can't remember. But so I feel... I, whereas I'm going to miss going to Sundance. Like I think about it all the time, like January, I got to go to Sundance and mm-hmm. I'm not going to get to do that this year. And it, it's always been such an amazing break from my life mm-hmm. to do this whole other thing where nobody cares that I'm a therapist yeah. or any of that. Remember the year we were there together? I wasn't, I was visiting my nephew, but yeah, yeah. It's super, it's, it's, it's a great, it's so beautiful. At that it's time just beautiful. Year. And whereas I miss that and whereas I miss, you know, in-person socializing, this was super fun. So yeah. that's the last time I saw Mandy, by the way. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Is there another? Uh, I'm going to mention just two really quick things, and I can you talk about to be some quick. more of this. Um, <laughs> I did uh, find uh, part of my New Year's couple days was I, I binged The Undoing, and uh-huh. I'm not going to get into too much of this because I saw it. We might be. I, we yeah, don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil it, and I just think at some point maybe we even do an episode, just one episode on it. One. Um, I think I've talked about it before watching it. You right? said you said you'd watched okay. it. Yeah, we didn't. It was just my initial reactions to it was wow, um, so well done. I think it was so well casted. Hugh Grant is you know He's one great. of our American sweethearts. So to put him in a role where you are sitting there going. I don't want to believe that this person is What's bad and, and he's so charming. It was so perfect, and um, I can just say, and and I've, I've as we've you and I have both talked about having our own personal experiences with narcissists and sociopaths in our life. Um, I found myself in moments I thought it was so well done when I wasn't even thinking about my own experience, really having uh, visceral emotional um, reactions that I did not expect to have, just mm-hmm. because I think there's parts of of nicole kidman's characters that that really is quite relatable maybe you her know, performance is really oh, exceptional my god and she's a psychologist i in, know in it so yeah. you know I, I just i'm gonna say that for now just because we maybe we later down the road when more people have seen it we can do an episode on it but i was ju- i don't binge and i could i watched it in one and one and a half sittings nice <laughs> yeah nice. no um really well done the other one that i watched um was the lie which is made i think it was netflix mm-hmm. um man joey king is just <laughs> you know we watched her in in the uh what was that movie called we did a whole episode on it um <laughs> munchausen's by proxy oh yeah she plays another role in this where you're just like <laughs> oh my god you are so hard to watch she plays this role brilliantly yeah um peter sarsgaard is amazing in it oh, and he plays him. he plays the husband and the, well they're divorced and muriel enos or enos enos plays the wife i believe and then joey king plays their daughter um long story short uh, a father and daughter are on their way to a dance camp when they spot the girl's best friend on the side of the road. When they stop to offer a friend a ride, their good intentions soon result in terrible consequences and her best friend um, dies. Mm-hmm. And this is not giving anything away because it, it, it's all nothing, to, nothing, to, nothing to do at all <laughs> with how this part of it. pans out is um, she admits to uh, pushing her friend over the 
the bridge and killing her. So we were, you were talking about The Act, which is a TV yes, series about you. Munchausen Pride And this was actually made before that TV series. Yeah, this is 2018. Mm-hmm. But it's now just been released on uh, Prime. Like VOD. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, it is a very uncomfortable <laughs> like and, all of her stuff and and lately. not only is it uncomfortable i remember sitting there and when it ends i was just like sitting there in silence going i need to go take a shower mm-hmm. it and the performances are so flipping good in this yeah this yeah. sounds super familiar i just feel like i may have watched Maybe. it but i'd have to check my yeah. log um i have to log things everyone because <laughs> i forget I totally forget. It's this movie spooked me. Yeah, it sounds like it. Mm-hmm. And that's because it was well acted, it sounds like. And really dark and you know we, we it's it's a winter film too. So you know it's it's in the dead of winter which always makes something more ominous and just depressing. Yeah, totally. So um I've been watching oof. a lot of winter yeah. stuff. Um I'd be purpose. curious to think uh, to hear what you think about this one, but okay. um I'll, I'll check if I've watched it and jog my memory, but I'm looking kind of at scenes while you were talking and I don't, I, I may not have seen this. It's a Blumhouse too, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. anyway. Cool. Yep. Um, I think that's good that's, for now. Yeah. Shall we adjourn and sure. go on we, to we our lives? Well, yeah. thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, this is Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. Please check us out on our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community. Please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, sleep safe.